Thank you for listening today to our podcast here at Word of Life. We're delighted that you tuned in. And I pray that while you hear us talk, you hear the Holy Spirit speak. I know God's got a big plan for you. We're excited to be a part of that plan. Hopefully we will see you sometime soon, maybe even this weekend. Until then, we pray you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Oh, come on, church. How many of you know there's power in the name of Jesus? There is power in that name. And I just want to encourage you, you know, in life, we're all going to go through things. And if you haven't figured that out by now, after three months of COVID, then I don't know where you've been. But in life, we are always going to go through things. But how many of you know, though kingdoms rise and fall, as we sing, his throne stands above it all. It came to pass, but it has not come to last, because at the end of the day, Jesus is always greater, and Jesus is always stronger. We're excited to celebrate Jesus here with you today, and we're excited to open up a new campus here right in the heart of Madison County. We're so honored to have you here, and I just want to say, especially today, you know, all throughout the course of my ministry, I have had the opportunity to stand on the shoulders of giants. Uh, My life is a continuation of many of the people's lives who came before me. And my mom is actually here today. Uh, You would never believe this. Can we give it up for my mom today? You would never believe this is my mom. I I can't take her anywhere because they think we're married. Like, I'm like, no, it's my mom. Uh, Anyway, uh, so, uh, but my mom is here today, and I've been blessed to stand on her shoulders and the shoulder of my father Um, and be able to continue building out Word of Life Church. And the same is true for this household of faith. I know that this is the first Sunday this campus has been Word of Life, but it has been Christ's life and Church of the Highlands before that. And I stand on the shoulders of Pastor David and Anita Hell. Uh, I talked to him this week. Amen. They're doing great. Believing God with them for a full recovery, they send their love. They should be here around uh, August uh, when, when treatment's kind of done and that kind of thing. But they're in great spirits. They love you guys from the bottom of their hearts. And I'm just honored and privileged to be able to be a co-laborer. Uh, for those of you who are new to Word of Life, um, this is not Joel Sims Ministries. I'm not trying to be famous. I don't want to be famous. Um, I want to be a servant. And this is Word of Life Church, and I've been so blessed by all of the Christ Life people who have stayed on and made this Word of Life, and how many of you are serving, and how many of you are working to make this campus be all that it could be. Uh, Our overflow is full, our sanctuary is full this morning, right in the middle of this, which is... A huge testimony to that. We'll see how it goes next week, and from there, we might have to add an 8.30 service. We don't know. We don't know how long it will take people to come back from COVID. And we also, last week at the Flowood campus, we had, uh, normally we run about 4,000. We had like 635 people there. Uh, So it was our first weekend back. So we don't know. We don't know how long it will take for people to come back with, with all of these things. And we also don't know who will come to each campus. But no matter what campus you're at, we're glad to have you here. We'll find a way to build more space and make more space. And after that, we say we build a building here that rivals what we've done over in Flowood right here at this campus. Uh, And I wouldn't doubt it at all if that's exactly what we do. But we love you guys so much. Before I do anything, let's just pray together as a family. Father, we come before you today. We love you. We honor you. This is the day that you have made, and we count it a privilege to call upon your name. 
Father, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in that name. And so, Father, today, all of us today, from all different backgrounds and races and ages, we come together in a spirit of unity, and we call upon the name of Jesus. And, Father, we just thank you that you would bless this place, that you would bless this campus. We say it is increasing, it is multiplying, it is filling the earth. We say divine utterance comes out of this place. Father, we thank you that the Spirit of the living God indwells this place. Father, we thank you for the gifts of the Spirit big in this place. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name that in all things and at all times you are glorified. And Father, we just love you and we praise you forever and ever and ever. We thank you, Lord, for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You can be seated today. Uh, well, I just want to say uh, I am so honored that you would come out today, and I, I just had something on my heart that's honestly been there for quite some time, and it's about the call of God. How many of you know all of us are called by God? Everybody in this room is called by God to do something, and I, I just want to take some time today to expand on this out of the Word of God. So if you brought your Bibles, open them up with me to the book of Jeremiah. We're going to look at Jeremiah chapter 1. On the screens, they're going to 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 9. Uh, now, next week is Father's Day, so, you know, don't forget, if you have a dad in your life, uh, that next week is time to celebrate them, and we're going to be celebrating Father's Day here at Word of Life Church as well, and we want to invite you to come out uh, to this. Uh, like I said, next week, we'll have our 10, 1130 service here. If we run into the same problem after that, we'll go to an 830, 10, 1130 schedule here. We'll just see how it all shakes out, because we know this is kind of grand opening, so some of you may go back to Flowood, or whatever it may be. We'll see. Uh, but I just want to encourage you in that and uh, also uh, my wife is here today so my wife is over here she got a haircut you look beautiful today you make my liver quiver oh my mercy my daughter's blushing there my daughter is blushing uh, so but my wife is here and this will be her primary campus I'll kind of float back and forth uh, between the two and one of the things that you guys can be believing God for us is we need cameras at this location uh, so that we can stream back to Lakeland. And so if you can believe God with us for that, that would make a big difference as far as how often I'm able to get over here uh, in Ridgeland. Un until then, I'll kind of float, and whenever I'm here, we'll do a live speaker there in Flowood. And then we have a camera that is mounted somewhere in here uh, that shows you guys to me in Flowood. So even though whenever I'm preaching in Flowood and I don't see you guys, uh, I, well, yeah, I can, I can see you guys. Uh, so I'll, I'll be able literally the whole time I'm preaching at Lakeland I'll be able to see you guys as well live so you'll be seeing me live I'll be seeing you live and we'll always be connected that way as well uh, so in Jeremiah we'll look at this but before we do on the screen I say screens but now we just have one big giant one on the screens we're going to look at 2nd Timothy chapter 1 and verse 9 this is Paul writing to Timothy and I want you to notice this verse He's talking about Jesus, and he said, who had saved us and has called us with, notice this phrase, a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Now, let's just keep this up here for a moment. Notice what Scripture's teaching us. It says God has saved you. How many of you are thankful God has saved you? 
How many of you know no matter who you are or what you've done, you can call upon the name of the Lord and be saved by God? God has saved us, but not only has God saved us, watch what it says, he has called us with a holy calling, not according to our works. So what this means is, no matter what you do, good or bad, it cannot diminish the call of God that is on your life. No matter how many mistakes you make, no matter what sin you may commit, nothing can diminish the call of God that is on you because it's not by works that your call was given. But it was according to God's own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. So what this is telling us is that before the world began, God knew you, God created you, God had a plan to save you, but God also created a purpose for you and gave you a call. You are called by God. Notice Paul says this again, literally all throughout his writings. Paul is the guy who wrote three-fourths of the New Testament letters like Romans and Ephesians and Timothy and all of these kinds of things. But notice what he says in Romans. In the book of Romans, they'll put that up on the screen. For the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. Now, have you ever noticed with humanity that we have gifts? You ever noticed that? You know what? I, I wish I had the gift to dance right? Like, art the gift to jump, like either one. Like, my mom signed me up for basketball. It was horrible. It was a horrible thing. Like, you could look at this body and tell I am airily challenged. Uh, so, like, I have, a, like, a two-inch vertical. And, uh, <laughs> and so, she signed me up for basketball. I scored one goal the whole season, and it was in my own goal. So, I went up for the rebound, and I got the rebound, and I shot and scored, and I'm so excited because it's the first time I scored, but it was for the wrong team. I had actually gotten a defensive rebound and put it up. And I wondered why I sat on the bench the rest of the time. So, like, I don't have the gift of jumping. I don't have the, the gift of dancing. But have you ever seen somebody else's gifts and just kind of marveled at their gifts? Like, isn't it amazing how some have a gift of leadership or some have the gift of giving or some have a gift of prayer or some have a gift of organization? Like, my wife, like, she can just organize something. It's a gift. We have different gifts. We have different graces. But notice, not only do I have gifts, I also have a call. Like, there's a place for me to use those gifts. There's a calling that goes with that gift, that my gift is not supposed to just be used here or there, but that gift has a call to it, called by God. You are called by God. Now, in Jeremiah, we see this kind of building out throughout Scripture. In Jeremiah chapter 1, in verse number 4, it says, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed you in the belly... I knew you, and before you came forth out of the womb, I called you, and I ordained you a prophet unto the nations. So here, Jeremiah's story is beginning. The book of Jeremiah is kind of fleshing out here, and we see that God deals with his heart, and he says, Jeremiah, you need to know something. You were called by God before you were formed in your mother's belly, meaning before you were even an idea of your mom or dad, before your mom or dad ever had an idea to have you, God sent you that you were not an accident, you were not a surprise. You may have been a surprise to some, uh, but you were not a surprise to God that before you were even formed in your mother's womb, I created you with a gift 
and I created you with a call. Now, why don't you say this with me? And I, I'm one of those preachers who likes a little talk back every now and then. Why don't you say this with me? Say, I am called by God. Do you know what to? Do you know who to? Do you know where to? Because you are called by God. All throughout Scripture, you see different examples and lives, like they'll throw some of them up on the screens, different names that I'm sure many of you are familiar with, a name like David or a name like Esther or some of these other names that we see all throughout Scripture. Like you, you see a Nehemiah. You see uh, Nehemiah had a moment in life where his heart broke for something. Like he hears that Jerusalem's walls have been torn down, and it was common knowledge, like it would be like making headlines in our news today. And of course, many of you will read the headlines and that type of thing. But when Nehemiah reads these headlines, it breaks his heart. You know, a good way to find out what your call is, is ask, what breaks my heart? What, what do I see that when I see it, I can't move past it? What do I see that when I see it, I can't get over it? What do I see that when I see it impacts me? For, for Nehemiah, everybody's hearing that the walls are broken down. But when Nehemiah hears about the walls, it so captures his heart that he can't let go of. And it's because he was called by God to rebuild those walls. And as soon as this calling is found by him, because this is the thing about calling, it's not created, it's found. Like even asking children, like, what do you want to be when you grow up is actually a misnomer. Like biblically speaking, God has a call for each child that what I do with my life is not so much deciding, it's discovering. Where I do my life is not just deciding, it's discovering. What church I go to, it's not just deciding, it's discovery because I am called by God to a place. I'm called by God to a person. And Nehemiah has his heart broken for this, and he starts operating in his call. He starts discovering his grace. And all of a sudden through this, you see like a grace so hits his life that it's drawing in resources, and it's drawing in people, and it's drawing in places. And a whole book of the Bible called the book of Nehemiah is written where this guy rebuilds Jerusalem's walls fulfills his purpose. He was called by God to be a builder. You see, Paul was called by God to write. Paul often diminished his gifts. Have you ever done that before? Have you ever diminished your gifts? Have you ever looked at someone else's life and wish you could have done that? Like, I, I, I do this uh, sometimes. Like, I'll look at, once again, people who can jump and, like, <laughs> athletes, and I'm like, I wish I could do that. Like, you, you so oftentimes see the gifts in others but ignore the gift in you. We so often see the gifts of others, but we ignore the gift of everybody. We put everybody else on a pedestal, and like the one-talent guy, we think, oh, well, they can do that. They have two talents, and oh, they could do that, and they have five talents. But I take my little life, and instead of living a life that other people would like to live, I just look at theirs on Instagram. Because we see their calling and their gifts, but so oftentimes we just diminish ours. That's not a you problem, that's a humanity problem. Paul wrestled with this. You see it in his writings. Paul would be writing and he'd look at a guy like Apollos and he's like, golly, I wish I could preach like Apollos. That when Apollos comes on the stage, he's commanding, he's got a voice that's like the voice of an orator. And, you know, it, it created almost a little tension in the church at Corinth because others said, you know what? When Apollos comes in and preach, I think I like Apollos a little bit better. And Paul could feel some of that tension, and so he would talk about his speech, and he's like, when I, I spoke, I didn't speak with a lot of oratory ability like Apollos did. 
You know why? Because Paul was not just called to speak. You know what Paul was called to do? Write. And thank God he was called to write, because we don't have one of Apollos' messages, but we're still reading Paul's letters today. You can't diminish your gift. You can't diminish your grace. You can't diminish your call, because you don't know across the span of eternity the difference it's going to make in somebody else's life. You are called by God. You have Paul was called by God. Daniel was called by God. Joseph was called by God. Anna, it was a prayer called by God. Now, all of these people are there in Scripture, and not to, you know, like put them on a pedestal either. It's just simply showing you that just like all of these people had different calls, you are called by God. Do you know who to? Do you know where to? Do you know what to? This past week, I read the book of Jonah. Uh, it's a quick read. Did you know Jonah's not just a story in your Bible? It's an actual book of the Bible. You ought to read Jonah. Feel accomplished because you can read it in like 10 minutes. Uh, so the book of Jonah is amazing. And it starts out with Jonah being called by God to get over into Nineveh. And it starts out that way. Go to Nineveh and preach the gospel. But Jonah didn't want to go. So he begins to walk outside of his calling. The book of Jonah, you ought to read it when you get home. The book of Jonah starts out with Jonah being called by God. And you see Jonah in the first chapter begin to walk away from that calling. And you know what you see when Jonah begins to walk away from that calling? You see all of this tension enter into Jonah's story. You see all of this like chaos enter in to Jonah's story. You see all of this internal and external disruption enter into Jonah's uh, life. And it wasn't just because Jonah was like graced and wasn't using his grace or just being disobedient. Jonah was running from his call. Yesterday, I've been doing this thing, and I'm hesitant to share this because people think like when you share it, like you're trying to get attention on you. So just understand this is not my intention whatsoever. But through the process of COVID, like you, I have had uh, time to reflect. And in my reflection, I had found that a big portion of my Christianity had gotten incredibly polished and professional. And uh, I like that. You know, it's good to be polished and professional. You know, it's good to actually know what you're doing uh, when you're pastoring a church. Uh, So it's good to, you know, be polished and professional. But there was something that I just sensed a call to get more raw. And so I've been doing a lot of street witnessing. Um, And that's how my journey, when I I got to Ramah, which is the Bible school I went to, uh, my father had passed away. And anyway, just a mess, as you can imagine, uh, with an event like that. And I, I had this encounter with God where I got incredibly passionate about him. And without anybody telling me to, I just started sharing my faith. I don't know if the gospel will ever be alive to you until you start sharing your faith. I think the number one commandment on all of us is to go into all the world. Uh, And so I just started doing, and I just saw, like, how alive I felt spiritually. And in this process, the Lord kind of brought some of those things to my remembrance. 
And I just decided, like, I need to do more of this. And so I won't tell you where I do it because I, I don't want to be on social media doing it. Like, I don't want, like, 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 look, he's actually doing something in the community. Like, all of those kinds of things. We're not doing this for applause. Like, I say it to say this. I, I've talked over the course of the last two weeks with a lot of people who are hurting, wounded, and have been victimized by society in general. And in talking to these people and sharing life with them, one of the things that I have found is a lot of the same internal struggle that's in them is a lot of the same internal struggle that's in you. And there's so much frustration and pent-up emotion, and it's for no other reason other than people are walking outside of the call. They're not called by God to be there. They're not called by God to do that. And so many times I wonder how many people are actually walking in their call. Do you know what you're called to? Brother Hagen, which was the guy who started the Bible school I went to, he used to say this phrase a lot. He said, most people live and die and never get into the first thing God called them to. Isn't that something? Could live and die. Can I walk on the floor? With the camera, though, like now that we have overflow? Is that, where's the camera at? Up there? Should I, should I stay up here? I'm good to walk? Okay. I like this. I'll have to remember COVID, though, and stay six feet. But I've just seen a lot of this internal frustration in, in the lives of people. And it's because they're not walking in their calling. You were caught before. Think about this. Before you were a twinkle in your mama's eye, God had a plan for you. God had a destiny for you. God had a purpose for you. Are you in it? Are you walking in it? Do you know, even like with, with, this is amazing to me. This morning I was praying about this just for my own personal devotional because you don't want to serve anything you're not eating. And so I just was eating on this for myself, and the Lord really spoke to my heart about Mary and Elizabeth. Like, even in Mary's life, she was called by God to give birth to the Savior of the world. What a calling! Uh, you know, amazing! Called by God to bring the Savior of the world into the, into the world. But when God speaks to her about this calling, he says, you're not alone. Aren't you thankful God designed it where you wouldn't be alone? Did you know if you're alone, you're doing it wrong? Because God comes to her and he's like, even in your call, your call is not going to isolate you. Your call is actually going to open up a divine connection. And there's this other lady by the name of Elizabeth who's also experiencing a supernatural birth of her own. She's actually related to you. And out of this, there's going to be a divine connection there. And so when Mary hears this, she goes to Elizabeth. And when she goes to Elizabeth, the call that was inside of Elizabeth went off in, in, in Mary as well. You, you see, a jumping on the inside because the calling was getting connected. The thing that was called by God in, in Mary was also called by God in Elizabeth because not only did Elizabeth and Mary have a divine connection, but John and Jesus had one too. And when those two things got together, there was something, come on somebody, there was something on the inside that knew we are connected. 
There is something on the inside that knew there is a partnership here. There was something on the inside that knew we are divinely orchestrated by the Heavenly Father to be connected. You know why so many people are numbing today? You know what I mean by numbing? Uh, If you're in psychology, you know the phrase like numbing. It it means that instead of living, I'll numb life because I don't want to feel it. You know why so many people are numbing in life right now? It's because there's nothing on the inside of them that's going off. They're not excited about what they're doing in life because like Jonah, they are operating outside of the call. You are called by God. Do you know not only are you called by God, but did you actually know, I've got to be careful with these steps. I can't tell you how many times like I almost broke a bone with these steps already. There's a lip on each step so it catches your foot as you're walking up. I'm like, I need to practice walking up and down the steps. That was a real thing that happened this week. How'd your week go? That was... That was mine. Uh, so we, we have this, this, this thing in Scripture where we see not only are people called by God, but did you know items can be called by God? Items can be called by God. Isn't that something? The, the anointing oil that was anointed, uh, anointed with Jesus, it was called by God. Aaron's staff, Moses' staff, called by God. I remember sometime uh, years ago, my wife uh, was given a watch. Uh, by a lady in Alabama. She had it on her heart to give my wife like a really nice watch. And when she gave my watch, uh, my wife that watch, my wife knew immediately when she got it, it wasn't hers. It was called to somebody else. She didn't know who to, so she just kept it. I don't know if you ever wore it. Do you wear it? Yeah, a couple times. So, (laughs) yeah, a couple times. Uh, So she knew though it was somebody else's. It wasn't hers. And so finally, she was praying one day, and the Lord told her whose it was, and she gave it to them, and it was something that this person had always been wanting, and my wife didn't know that. But here's what's in- interesting. That lady lived in Oklahoma. Years later, later, the lady who lived in Alabama, who gave my, watch that wa- uh, my wife that watch, went through a hard time financially. And the lady in Oklahoma did not know the connection there but she had it on her heart to give her a significant sum of money, which would have been the equivalent had she had bought the watch. Because only God is smart enough to figure all this. How many of you know in God, there's always a ram and a jam? <laughs> called by God. Buildings can be called by God. Places can be called by God. There are physical places that are called by God. I love this scripture in the book of Romans. I'll put it up there. Uh, Next, or the book of Acts, sorry. I said Romans, I meant Acts. Acts 17 and verse 26. From one man, he made all the nations. This is talking about Jesus. From one man, Adam, he made all the nations. That they should inhabit the whole earth. Now notice this. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. Did you know you were born for such a time as this? You were called by God for this time. There is some, you were not just called by God. You were called by God to live when you're living right now, to be in this season of life. You are in right now, called by God for this time. But notice, did you also see the boundaries of their habitations? There's a physical place God has called you to. Now you see this theology all throughout scripture. Check out this one in the book of Psalms. They'll put this one up on the screen, Psalm 66 and verse 12. Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but you brought us into a wealthy place. You know what he's talking about there? The promised land. 
The promised land was a physical place that was designed by God to inhabit the boundaries of his people, that God had that place for them. I kid you not, when I walked in the house I'm living in right now, I walked in, turned to the realtor, and said, I'll take it. I hadn't even seen it. When I walked in, I knew this is our house. Like, it was my house. Two weeks later, we were in it. Our house that we sold was in the middle of a lawsuit because the stucco that was on it was bad. You know, they said, it'll never sell, never sell. It sold. Because it, it wasn't just a, dis- see, so, so many times people are like, hey, I'm praying it's not working. Well, I would ask you this. Are you asking amiss that you may spend it on your own lust or is the thing that you're called to, or the thing that you're praying for called to you? See, it, it's a matter of calling. I need to know what I'm called to. I need to know who I'm called to. I need to know where I am called to. Called by God. I remember years ago when my father and mother uh, were just kind of had it in their heart that they knew there was another campus. There was another physical place for Word of Life Church. And at that time, we had a a building on Highway 18 uh, past Metro Center Uh, close to Sidewell Road, um, over on the other side of town. And the plan was always to knock out a wall there on on that building and kind of expand the auditorium, and that would be the fullness of what God would do with Word of Life Church right there on Highway 18. That was the plan. But how many of you know, you have a plan, but so does the Lord. And so in prayer, the more they prayed, the the more my father and mother sensed that there's something else. And so they went out for for years and and months to go find where is this place, because sometimes you have to search it out. And I think one of the big things that I see in Christianity is we live in like this westernized world where we want everything fast and microwaved and quick and Amazon primed and uh, like all of these other kinds of things. And God's like those who wait on the Lord. Hear me. You have to take the time to find your call. You have to take the time to spend enough time with God to find what that thing is. You, you know, I have, anybody else have an iPhone? Some of you are on your iPhone right now. It's okay. It's, it just make a post about the church, please. Grand opening. <laughs> Word of life church. Uh, but did you know, uh, like, no one knows the full capacity of what that phone is called to more than the man who made it? And you could sit down with the maker of that phone and find out all kinds of things about that phone that you didn't even know it could do if you sat down and had a long enough conversation. Do you know you were fearfully and wonderfully made by God? And that if you sat down enough with your maker and you sat down enough with time in the presence of God, that God could begin to craft something in you to show you where you were made for, who you were made for, what you were made for. And so my father and mother began to, like, walk this out, to spend time with God. And I can remember uh, them going out and looking at land all the way down Lakeland Drive. And at that time, Lakeland Drive stopped at the little movie theater there that was at the corner, you know, where the Corky's is now. Or I guess now, that's not Corky's. What's it now? Mugshots. So it's been a lot of things over the years. I'm kidding. Uh, but anyway, uh, everything kind of stopped right there. And so they keep driving up Lakeland Drive, and they come across this land, and as soon as my father gets on it, he knows. This is called by God. His mind was fighting it, because your mind will often conflict with the call and the plan of God. His mind started, but he knew. It's called by God. And now we have this flourishing campus where, where we see so much of the community has been built up that way. It's amazing to see the fullness of what God has done at that land. 
But I say that to say this, I believe this is the same thing. I honestly believe this by the spirit of the living God. I kid you not, I kid you not when I say, and some of you have heard the testimony, I was watering sod, trying to keep it alive last summer, praying in the spirit and have a vision, not even trying to be spiritual. Have a vision. And I've seen what God is going to do here, and this is not it. It's bigger than this. Amen. Thank God for this. But it's bigger than this. I've seen it. I've seen the call because God will show you things to come. How many of you are thankful for the Holy Spirit this morning? Come on. I'm like, golly, another comforter. Thank God for the comforter. Did you know one of the comforter's jobs, the paraclete, the Holy Spirit's job, is to show you things to come? Now, why would he show you those things to come? Because you're called to it. You're designed for it. And so I'm praying, and I've seen it. And when I talk to people who have been a part of this church from its inception, like Church of the Highlands and uh, before it was even Christ Life Church of the Highlands, like when it was just at its inception, like it was the same type of story of what uh, Highway 25 was and Lakeland Drive was, that you have uh, this land that was out in the middle of nowhere. It's like there's nothing out there. The, the same was true with here. And you look at what has happened around this place, and you look at all the development that's happened around it, and, and, you know, a Costco and a road they're putting in and all of these things. Why? This place is called by God. This land is called by God. God has designed a wealthy place. Now, here's what I know about the call of God, and I'll close with this. Here's what I know about the call of God. It's great that something is called, but it's still not enough. If it was enough to have the call, everyone would be happy, fulfilled, and seeing fulfillment in their life. That's the word. Because so oftentimes when we think successful, we think, you know, money. How many of you know there are a lot of people who don't have money, they still don't have fulfillment? Because success is not a, a, a money signal, it's a fulfillment. It's life is filled with something. There's a wholeness on the inside, a peace on the inside. And fulfillment is found in the call. Paul said, I'm running my race. And this is what's interesting is he knew how close he was to it being run. He, he knew like I'm close to finishing the call that God has for me here. And so like we think in terms of this and we need to. But if the call of God was enough, then everybody would always be fulfilling it. But we can run from that call. We cannot have that call be walked out. And here's what I want to encourage you to do for this church, but also for your call and for what God has called you to do. In David's life, we see he was called. But I want you to notice something else had to happen in David's life in order for him to walk out that call. I want you to notice this in the book of 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 16, they'll put it up on the screens. Then Samuel took the horn of oil which is symbolic of the Holy Spirit, and anointed David in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. Now, do you notice David has the call, and his father didn't see it. His own brethren didn't see it. And how many of you know just because other people didn't, don't see it doesn't mean God can't do it? It doesn't take other people to see it for God to be able to do it. What matters is, what do you see? 
And David is at this moment where the call of God to be king is always on him, but he's not walking in it. The call of God to be king is always there, but he's not walking on it. And God raises up a man by the name of Samuel to come with the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit to anoint David. Because God gives us the call, but it takes a man to put the Spirit on that call. God gives the call, but it takes a person to come and bless whatever the call is with the Spirit of the Lord. And I just want to encourage you in your life, pray out your call. Pray out your, your race. Pray out. My father and mother have told me this, that right before my father passed away, they were both moved to pray for me and my sister. Both of us called by God, but they, they, they had... I thank God for men and women who would come before us and anoint our call with the power of the Holy Spirit. How many of you know Jesus was called by God, but he was also anointed with the Holy Spirit of God? And I want to encourage you in your life to be that person who will pray out your call, to be that person who will pray out your children's call, to be that person who will pray out this church's call. This is just the start. This is just the start for what God wants to do in this county through this church. And I don't know why he picked me. I don't know why he picked us. I, I don't know why he, he picked this. When, when Pastor David told me, I, I was meeting, I see Clint back there. I was in Clint Herring's office. Pastor David walks in. We're making small talk. And he looks at me and he says, the Lord told me to give you my church. Weeks before that, in staff prayer, one of the things that the Lord has done in me this year as he's reduced me out of my flesh. Sometimes you can get too fleshly in the wrong way, where you rely so much on past experience, where you got a little confidence in the flesh that you begin to rely on other people's flesh, you begin to rely on other counsel other than the Holy Spirit, you begin to talk to people more than you talk to God, we begin to process more than pray. And the Lord led me this year. He said, if, I, if you don't do anything else, here's what I want you to do. I want you to pray with your staff this year. Place a premium on praying with your staff. And I began to just pray with my staff like never before. And the Lord spoke through a spirit of prophecy. The Lord's working on the heart of a pastor and a heart of a board right now to give you their church. I'm looking at Pastor David. And I'm sitting there. I don't know what to say when he's telling me this. Because literally, we were going to buy land five miles up the road from here. And me and my executive pastor, Ryan Lamberson, would sit in this parking lot and say, wouldn't it be amazing if we could have this property? Wouldn't it be great? I thought, well, they're probably never going to sell it. I told that. I told that to Ryan, my, our executive pastor. I'm like, they, they're probably not interested in selling it. But God. And without having to buy it, to have something joined together by God, to have the Holy Spirit come in and, and join something together by God, we are walking and living in the call of God, walking and living in answer prayer. And I want to just ask you, have you been relying on the flesh too much in this season? Have you been thinking a lot? Have you been talking a lot to other people? What if we had a Samuel rise up in our lives and instead of just ushering David out into the field, we took the time before we sent him out to just anoint him with the power of the Holy Spirit, to anoint our children with the power of the Holy Spirit, 
to ask God to empower them to fulfill their call and to run their race. And so what I want to do today to just close out this service is I just want to pray for this place. I want to pray for this campus. I want to pray for what God wants to do in this place. And we'll end, and I'll pray for you. Father, we come before you today. We love you. We honor you. This is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And Father, we just thank you by the power of the Spirit of God that this place is anointed by you, that's made new by you, that it's graced by you. Father, we thank you from out of this place come forth men and women of every different race and every different age who are called by God to impact nations. Father, we thank you for missionaries coming out of this place. We thank you for worship leaders coming out of this place. We thank you for funds coming out of this place that fill up the coffers of missionaries and world missions. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for husbands coming back to their families in this place, for wives getting a greater heart for their husbands than ever before in this place. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name that this place has been called by you. But, Father, we ask that your Holy Spirit anoints this place with fresh oil. Father, we thank you that fathers get a greater heart for their children in this place. Father, we thank you that broken hearts are mended in this place. Father, we thank you that drug addictions are broken in this place. Father, we thank you people are filled with the Holy Spirit in this place. That blind eyes are open in this place. That broken bodies are healed in this place. Father, we thank you that your Holy Spirit opens up the hearts of those who are called by you to walk with you in new and fresh ways. Father, we thank you for these things. We thank you for miracles coming out of this place. For grace coming out of this place. With every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Joel, I want to surrender to the call of Jesus. I want to surrender fresh and anew to the Lord Jesus. In my mind, I would think if you came out here in the middle of everything going on in our world, you're probably in a solid place with Jesus. But maybe some of you know, like I have been leaning on the flesh I've gotten more fleshly in my life, and today I want to surrender fresh and new to Jesus. I just hear the Lord calling you, calling you to come. Now, right now, every head is bowed, every eye is closed. There's no one looking around. I'm not going to make anyone look at you. You're not going to be judged by anyone. But if you're here today and you want to surrender to Jesus afresh and anew, you want to surrender to your call, you want the past washed away and you want grace for tomorrow. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. This is all I'm going to ask you to do. If you're hearing that, you, would you lift up your hand all over this place? Hands going up all across the room. All across the room. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, everybody in this room, just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I'm so thankful for Jesus, for his grace, for his mercy. Lord Jesus, I thank you. I'm called by you. I'm called by God. And I thank you, Father, that Jesus has saved me, washed me, cleansed me, and made me new. I thank you, Father. My past 
is forgiven. My mistakes are washed away. All of my transgressions have been removed. And Father, just as you have forgiven me, I forgive myself. And I thank you, Father. Jesus is my Lord, and I will walk in my calling. I thank you, Lord, for it. In Jesus' name, amen.